does it feel to be home? It feels good. I always like coming here. Where are we? Tell us where we're at, Matt. Uh, we are at the uh, Intrepid Sea Air and Space Museum in New York City. It's formerly the USS Intrepid. Yes. Now it's been converted into a museum. Right. And we're actually on the starboard elevator of the former USS Intrepid, where planes were loaded up to topside to be launched. Hey, what's behind us right here? That is a mock-up of a Gemini capsule. They recovered a Gemini capsule in the USS Intrepid years ago, but that happens to be a mock-up of a Gemini capsule. A flight test article. That's and right. interestingly enough, inside, uh, either sooner or later, uh, Mike Massimino is going to give a presentation about his recent STS-125 mission, and he's going to talk to some kids, sign some autographs, and I'm hoping that later we can get him to jump in a, a mock-up of the Gemini and maybe do a splash down here. Do you think he'd be, be up for that? I'd like to see you splashed. Uh off the deck. <laughs> Ron, in post, do you think you could make that scream sound a little less girly? <laughs> hey, we're gonna go check out Mike Massimino and watch NASA Edge. And inside and outside, look at all things NASA. Work in your seat. Good morning. Thanks very much for coming. It really is a pleasure for me to be here today. I came here uh, when the place first opened up, I think. I was much younger. And I uh, went to college just down the street. I, I used to come and visit here every once in a while for a bit of inspiration. So it's uh, very uh, meaningful for me to be able to be here today as an astronaut visiting and getting a chance to talk with you. It's a great place to be. Yeah, the question is, uh, how do we train to do our spacewalks? Right, since the Hubble telescope's in space, how do we practice to get ready for it? Because, you know, it's not with us, it's up there. And the first time we see it is when we get there. Uh, we have a couple replicas of it. We have an exact replica that we use in a water tank. We have a gigantic pool, it's the largest pool in the world. It's 200 feet long, it's 100 feet wide, it's 40 feet deep. We have other mock-ups as well. There's a mock-up uh, at the Goddard Space Flight Center that we work on. And it's amazing how well that prepares you for your work. In fact, my first flight when I got to the Hubble, and I remember thinking to myself, as I was closing the door, that that was the first time that I had ever seen it. I never saw the Hubble before it launched, and I'd never, you know, I'd never been in space before, so you know, this was my first time that I'd seen it as I was closing the door, but I felt like I had done it 100 times. So that was a picture taken of me after my second spacewalk, and I'm smiling because everything worked. Any type of mental stress you deal with going up into space? Uh, yeah, it's pretty stressful, you know, I, I mean, eh. One thing is you don't want to screw up. Earlier in that spacewalk, things weren't going so well, and I wasn't smiling, but at the end, I was happy. The Intrepid Museum was really, was well, it was good. The Intrepid Museum was fun. It was fun doing the interviews we did. Uh, have we got any Mets fans here? Any baseball fans? It's, it's okay to be a Yankee fan, too. You know, we all have our own favorite teams, and we have a bit of a rivalry of what we can do to honor our teams in space. What I did is I took a home plate from uh, Shea Stadium, because, you know, they tore down Shea Stadium just like they tore down Yankee Stadium last year. Shea's gone, man. They really ripped it down, didn't they? And that's the actual home plate that was used at Shea Stadium. I flew it in space. I'm going to give it back to the team tomorrow night. Ever encountered a life-threatening experience or situation when you're in space? Not in space, but in New York City, yes. <laughs> Question has, uh, has astronaut training gotten easier or harder compared to the earlier missions? Well, since I'm a guy that's there now, it's much harder. But if you ask the guys from back then, they'll say it's much easier now, so. So how do people find you? Actually, I just Twittered on the taxi cab coming over here this morning. I taxi, I, you know, I wrote that I was coming here today. Uh, but uh, my, my name, the username, or the way you find it, it's Astro, A-S-T-R-O, underscore Mike, M-I-K-E. You know, I Twittered during the space flight, too. I've been doing it since the flight, and people seem to be so interested. I'll keep doing it. 
uh, the fire department museum was pretty cool getting to see those firemen and seeing the chief of the fire department pretty cool I hadn't seen him for a few years and he's gotten a promotion I was in charge of the whole thing so that was very meaningful to, to be there and Mike I've never said these words to anybody before it's good to have you back on the plane <laughs> On behalf of the officers and members of the FDNY, we're deeply touched when we learned that astronaut Mike Massimino, uh, as you've heard, who has ties to the department, on his most recent space shuttle mission in, in May, flew an American flag in honor of the 343 members of the department who made the supreme sacrifice while saving others on September 11th. One thing I was able to take was a hat. They allowed us to take one hat, only one, one hat. And we, you, know, you think about that, it may seem like a very simple thing, but this is the hat you're going to wear throughout your mission. This is the hat you're going to have with you uh, when you take your photos. It's going to be when you're you know, working the robot on, getting ready to do your spacewalk, you're going to have on. It's going to be this one hat. So it's kind of a big decision. Let me show you the hat I took. This is the hat I took. And I did that to uh, honor you know, my, my dad put a question on this, and uh, all of you folks in the department, as an honor to them, this is the hat that I wore in order, and the one I was able to take with me. So, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come here today and, and uh, to be with all of you. I, don't, I think it was always good, you know? Library today was a nice group of people, and this Hall of Science is a great place to go to. Every family should, in New York should stop by and see it. What happens to drinks in space? Well, liquid in space kind of floats around, but it's interesting, it, it kind of globs together into a ball. All right, so what we're demonstrating here, where's your, where's your goofy camera? What we're demonstrating here, this is not just your normal putt-putt game, right? That's right. This is launch velocity, so we got to try to hit the uh, golf ball with just the right amount of velocity. Too little velocity, you don't make it to orbit too much, you go shooting off into space and lost forever. I just got a hole in one over here. Where were you? We'll do it again. I can't do it again. It'll take me another hour. We don't got that much time. I got it on the first try. It's still orbiting. It's still orbiting. No, yet. It's a re-entry demonstration here. Try to find something that you really like. Don't do something just, just because. Do it because you really like it. And then you don't mind all the hard work that you have to do. So what I'm saying is, is that if you really want to be an astronaut, you should pursue it with as much energy as you have and work hard and don't get discouraged if things don't go right. You know, I had a, I had a tough time. I got a lot of education, but it wasn't easy. I had to work really hard to get through college and through MIT. It's not, it wasn't not easy, but I really wanted to do it. And I was willing to put up with whatever I needed to do to get there. Same becoming for an astronaut. It took me four tries to be an astronaut. I had to apply four times. It didn't happen on the first time. So whether you want to be an astronaut or a doctor or a scientist or a teacher or a lawyer or a professional baseball player or whatever it is, it really needs to be your passion and you need to work as hard as you can at it. So if there are some future astronauts out there, it can happen. That's what I really wanted to do and I was lucky enough to become one. So I would encourage you to do that as well. Whatever your dream is, I think you guys and gals should pursue those things. I just Twittered that, uh, that we just came from the New York Hall of Science in Queens, New York, right near the site of the New York World's Fair. Uh, it's a wonderful place. I've been seeing it on the Discovery Channel. It's like one of the top ten interactive museums in the country. And uh, it's just, it was just great. I wish we could have stayed there longer to play around with some of the exhibits they had. 
but we have to go have some fun at the ball game, which I'm going to Twitter about now. So I'm on my way to City Field, which is where the Mets play now. They used to play in Shea Stadium. You guys know who Shea Stadium was named after? No idea, right? Mr. Shea. It was named after Mr. Shea. <laughs> Bill Shea, who helped bring uh, National League Baseball back to New York after the, uh, after the Dodgers and the Giants moved to California, he uh, was instrumental in getting uh, the, the Mets established in New York. So they named the, everyone loved him so much they named the ballpark after him. And uh, they tore the place down. They, uh, they tore Shea Stadium down, and they built this new place, City Field. And we're going to return the plate, the home plate from Shea Stadium that we flew in space to the Mets. Have you seen the plate? Let me see the plate. Yeah, this is it. Isn't this cool? Now, Mike, you want to explain the dimensions of that again? Uh, explain the dimensions? Okay, you mean it's like fitting it in the... Yeah. Yeah, what happened was if you look up uh, on... I looked up online to see the size of a major league home plate. And it measures 17 inches this way and 17 inches that way. And our lockers are about like 17 and a half inches. So I thought we had enough room for it. But then... Uh, I forgot to include this black part in our calculations, which makes it about 19 inches wide, and so it wouldn't fit. So, Ethan, did you know this, that we separated the, the rubber here? We, uh, we separated the black part. In the pictures you see, is just the white. Yeah. But then we glued it back on. I think you guys, you're okay with that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> so, I remember I was telling Ethan about what we were going to do, and he was like, we just trust you, Mike. Do whatever you need to yeah, do. Yeah, you got... So. Rocket scientists yeah. working on the home plate. And we so. did, man. We had a bunch of PhDs inside of yeah. uh, Don Pettit's garage, actually, uh, <laughs> working we, on this. We knew we were in good shape. Yeah, it worked well, out. Let me. Uh, out. Is there friction welding? No, That's we used the glue. We used glue. There's some other places to go and see. You know, it's, it's a big city. So hope we get to come back. Yes, 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 yes.